This is Maggie, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Good. Well, hey, since uh, since we're clearly already on the same page, Jordan, uh, let's just get this thing rolling. Jordan Small, Timothy Lawson here uh, for Follow Your Spirit. Uh, last week of June, I mean, 2018. Long by. Flying by. I thought last year was going to be like busy and stuff. I and mean, last year was busy, right? I got yeah. married, and then my then my uh, you know Shannon's uh, brother got married, and other th- you know we ran around the country and stuff. This year has been a little calmer, but it seems like it's been just as it, it, it feels like I need to get like a head start on everything, or else it'll, <laughs> it'll, or else I'll, it'll time will just slip by me. Um, yeah. yeah, and. Jordan, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen this global phenomenon that's going on right now. We call it the World Cup. Never heard of it. Yeah, well, it's going on right now. Um, weird things are happening. Uh, Germany is no longer in the World Cup. We're not talking about that. <laughs> uh, which is, uh, I was quite proud of myself. I I called. Well, I didn't call. I uh, when I was in Vegas, I bet on Mexico um, with, with getting a full goal. Uh, and I was probably the only non-Hispanic cheering in the <laughs> casino when, when Mexico uh, got their goal. Um, so I, I felt pretty good about that. Uh, to be honest, Germany was even I, Germany was lucky to even be in a must-win situation. Yeah, right. If, if, if they didn't don't get that last-minute goal against Sweden, they wouldn't even have the opportunity to have been in a must-win situation. So, um, yeah, but that's that's unfortunate. Uh, today, uh, such an awkward feeling. I, Japan has played very well um, this uh, this World Cup. Um, Senegal, I believe, has played just as well, if not a little better. Uh, and uh, look, it's on. It was on Senegal to not concede to Colombia today, but they did. And the dis- Japan is advancing uh, as the second place team in Group H instead of Senegal because it comes down to fair play. <laughs> um, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody asked me this today, and I told them, and I only felt 80% sure. Uh, obviously, points is the first thing, and then it's gold differential. And then is it fair play right after that? No, so I think it's – I don't know what order it goes in, but I just – I know these are – tiebreakers so i think it's goal differential there's goals scored i think comes right after that and then head to head which i know they both tied in or they they tied two to two in that so like that so that's why i got so far down that makes sense yeah because they they both had four points they both had a zero goal differential uh they both had they both had four goals for uh, right. And like you said, they, they tied in their head-to-head. So that makes sense. Because someone asked me, why is it? Uh, I think it was Shannon. Shannon, Shannon uh, asked, like, why don't they just go with the game that they played? Uh, right. Go off that result. And I was like, uh, I, I don't know. Um, my problem with fair play, and, like, don't ask me what I, what the what the better option is. Right. Um, but my problem with fair play is cards, like, a yellow card coming out is subjective to the referee. Exactly, and yep. and you can make the, you can make the argument that well you know penalty kicks that are subjective that could be subjective fouls lead to goals, true, but it still requires two players to perform 
for that goal to happen or not, right? The, like they right. still have to like uh, the team then still has to take advantage of that and score. The counting the yellow cards is literally just counting the amount of times a referee decided to pull a card out. Um, and we've seen it in the games in the NWSL and MLS yep. and Premier League all across the world. What's the narrative on so many games? It's this referee's too tight. This referee's too loose. You know, like that should have been a yellow. That's too early of a yellow. And then what happened? You know, Senegal just could have been in a rough. Um, uh, when Senegal played, um, no, I'm sorry. When Japan played Colombia, uh, Colombia got the early red. Right. Right. And it gave Japan an opportunity to play a little. I don't know. There's, there's, there's so many. I'm um, okay. I feel better getting that a little bit off of my chest. Um, <laughs> I feel, and the reason why I'm upset is looking at all the teams that didn't make it. I mean, I could, I could make the case that Senegal deserves to, to advance more than Germany does. Right. You know, when it came, when it comes to a full three game performance, uh, Peru, another team that, um, that performed really well and just sort of didn't quite get there uh, when it comes when it came to points. I think I think Peru and Senegal are the two teams that I feel like performed above average. That uh, uh, that it's really unfortunate that they're not going to advance. But all that said, um, there are a lot of good games shaping out in the round of sixteen. Uruguay, Portugal, France, Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, uh, Belgium, Japan. That's going to be a better game than people are, are giving it credit for. Um, I think Croatia, Denmark is going to be fun to watch. Sweden, Switzerland. That's going to be a pretty evenly matched game. Colombia and England. That's, that's going to be my favorite. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, look, James Rodriguez. If he's if he can come back, uh, I mean, just look on his face when the substitution card came up uh, was w- indicated how just floored he was that he had to come out i'm hoping that he's 100 percent. and uh columbia was my dark horse uh for for the world world cup and so i'm hoping that they can uh pull it off all right that's enough oh one last thing on it i saw someone on twitter talking about u.s soccer and he someone and they were like arguing about something and um in one of the tweets that the the guy said you know i know the u.s soccer pro or i know u.s soccer is a poor product and from another Twitter account that I that I uh, that I run, I responded. Uh, I corrected him and said, "Men's U.S. soccer." And to my surprise, he actually responded back like, "Yeah, touche. The women's game is is tremendous." <laughs> um, so that uh, it, I do like it when I see knowledgeable sports fans acknowledge that yeah, the women's game is is uh, worthy of praise because. Um, you know, if you look too far on the internet, that's not the opinion you will get. <laughs> Um, Jordan, um, I, I, I guess I have to admit that I've just been stalling, uh, before getting to the Washington spirit, uh, because the spirit this weekend, they play on Sunday, July 1st, and they play in Chicago. Uh, when they kick off July 1st, it will have been since May 20, uh, May 27. 27th, yeah. Uh, against Houston will be the last time that the Washington Spirit scored a goal. Right. That is uh, that's 360 a... minutes. Yeah. Since they scored a goal, it's it's just weird, right? Like, um, you know, you look at the roster, and then I told you, hey, no one on that team has scored in four games, and it yeah. kind of. 
I guess I just don't get it. I, I guess is the thing is, and um, you know, the, the, there was I saw there, there were some opportunities right in 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 the game against um, man who they just lose to uh, Orlando. There was a uh, you know I saw some really good through balls to uh, to to Franny and stuff. It just, they just couldn't couldn't get there. I, I don't. Is there anything to say on this other than this needs to change? I mean. If I had a penny for every time they blasted a ball over the bar, uh, I'd be rich because it happens all of the time. And that's what's the most frustrating about this thing is it's not like they're not getting any looks on goal because that's that's a problem. But that's not the, the problem that they're running into. I think the biggest thing is they're getting these opportunities and they're getting into the box and they're getting set pieces, but they're not getting the final pass onto somebody's foot or it's getting on their foot and they're blasting it 20 yards over the bar or they're getting ahead on it and it just goes wide. So it's it's just frustrating from the sense that they're so close yet so far from scoring a goal and um, they don't really have a whole lot of options to turn to right now. I mean, between injuries and, and just who they have out in the field, it's like, okay, well either you're going to score or we don't really have anybody to put in for you. Um, They carried, they had two subs the other day and one of them was very defensive in Maggie and the other was um, Ocho coming on. Tiffany Weimer and um, no offense to her, but like that's if you need a goal, um, Tiffany Weimer is not the forward that you're gonna really be like, oh perfect, let me slot you in there for a goal. Um, she's more of a defensive forward, so they they kind of ran into some issues, and there's not really a good fix right now, and and they're still four weeks away from Mal Pugh getting back. Um, so they need to find an answer and quick. Otherwise, they're just going to be dropping a lot of really valuable points that could be had easily with, you know, a goal or two. Yeah, and, and I'm doing – I'm making this this comment completely off memory. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like in in that stretch that we're talking about, this, this scoreless stretch, it does – it doesn't seem like substitutions are ever – to spark offense. Yeah. I remember, I'm remembering this mostly, mostly from seeing the substitutions on paper, right? Cause I, I, I've missed a, right. a few of the games, but um, you know, when I look at the names and who they're coming in for, it just sort of seems, I don't know. I don't see, I don't see anything that's, that indicates that, okay, we were looking for, we're looking to really get a goal here. You're completely right. I mean, you know, the, the substitutions lately have been, MDH, a defensive midfielder, Joe, who, you know, she's got the ability to score, but again, not one of those players that I'm like, oh, offense right there, you know? Um, And that's kind of their issue right now is it's like pretty much anybody that they have on the bench is like very defensive minded. So even if you do make a sub, there's not a whole lot to spur on some creativity there and it's unfortunate because it's like 
there's not a whole lot that can be done there to fix that. I mean, you have the players that you have right now that are healthy and available. So hopefully um, here in the coming weeks, some more players become healthy. You know, Benini getting healthy again will be huge. Um, Havana getting healthy again will be another big one. Um, two players that very creative on the ball, able to, to spread some offense. So even if those two come off the bench, it gives you a little bit more of a spark than, than say, an MDH would. Yeah. Uh, looking at the starting 11, uh, I guess what stands out, of course, is Joanna Loman on the front line. Yeah. Um, well, they kind of... Which is, I mean, we, we've seen, of course, as, as the Spirit have dealt with injuries, we've seen... Jim get creative in putting midfielders up on the front line. Um, just it seems like he hasn't found the one that he likes most yet, though. Yeah. So um, Tori played up there a couple weeks ago, and um, out of everybody that they have in the midfield, that would probably be the last person that would come to mind when I would think, "Oh yeah, center forward." <laughs> so um, it was, you know, I didn't hate the move. I think that Joe. Um, definitely has the ability to score and everything, but um, it just didn't, it wasn't what they needed right there. Um, I think they ended up dropping into almost uh, a 4-4-2. Uh, they ended up playing a little bit with two up top only and Franny and Hatch. So um, Joe turned into more of a, a high midfielder but I think the biggest thing for them is getting Andy Sullivan more involved in the attack whether that's getting better shots on target from her um, or just stringing together better passes as a a distributor Uh, that's that's something that we need to see going forward from her to make the person playing center forward uh, most successful you know you mentioned um you know, taking getting opportunities. Uh, I haven't done the math on all of the teams yet, but uh, the Spirit are sitting at a 38.6 shot on target uh, or shot on goal percentage. Comparatively, you know, North Carolina has a 46 percent. Um, you know, I know someone was doing it um, a year or two ago. The uh, shot on or the expected goal evaluation on NWSL. I don't know if that person's still doing it anymore, but. Um, that's something I think that I think this league could really benefit from some advanced, uh, metrics, especially expected goals, because I, it, when I watch the spirit and I watch teams that, uh, that I feel like are comparative to the spirit when it comes to talent and performance to the shot quality is what stands out. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess, I guess the, a good, a great example is you know, uh, Kelly O'Hai. Yep. Um Rockets won from way back, and I just thought I was like, I don't think anybody on the Spirit would have even tried. Like, yeah. like I don't think that's a shot anybody would have thought to take. And 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 I remember my first season covering the Spirit. Like that's one of the that, that was one of the more, uh, more fun things about Nairn. Yeah, is you know we'd have these attackers way up front and then every once in a while something would fall back to her and she would just rocket one. 
if if defenses don't have to worry if like if they know your range the the less of a range you have um you know i imagine the easier it is to to keep you in check i mean yeah like i guess i just don't know what else to say that would be constructive conversation other than they just the shots need to be better and goals need to be scored yeah i mean if you look at their past four games that they haven't scored and it was zero zero two nothing zero zero one nothing i mean like i i don't know what they're supposed to do with that anymore you know like your defense is finally putting in the work they're getting you shutouts they're getting you one goal games um aubrey's standing on her head back there and even like when they're making changes back there it's still working as a cohesive unit and then it's like you step in front of that that back five and it's suddenly like a whole different team out there and and it's disappointing because you know you got players that are putting in fantastic efforts back there and a lazy pass in the midfield goes right to Lana Kennedy and she blasts one over Aubrey Bledsoe from almost the halfway line. I mean, that's what you lose on in a one nothing game. Like that's got to be deflating. And one of these days, these kicks to the teeth got to, got to sink in because otherwise they're going to find themselves behind sky blue. I mean, sky blue puts up a great zero or one, one performance at Portland last night. I don't know what else you can ask from this team it's like they're going out and it, it's not embarrassing because it's not like it's five nothing games yeah it's one nothing zero zero and and that should be in the back of every player's mind right now because they are not putting in the effort almost that that needs to be put in for this team to get any points here you, you could see I would say their most disappointing outing had have been the 2-0 loss against Chicago. Chicago. Yep. Right? And then other than that, like you said, the even the 2-4 loss in North Carolina, I think we all left that game thinking like, man, this this team's good. Right. Right? Like they they you know, North Carolina is prolific and and the Spirit did did uh, a great job. They just they lost it. But I think just the fact that they scored goals in that game make that performance more uh, more admirable than uh, than the two 0 loss at home. All right, let's let's move on to some spirit news, and then we will say our piece on this week's game. Um, the Washington Spirit acquired first round draft pick in 2019 uh, from the Thorns. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about this? We gave up an we gave up our 2018 international spot or a 2018 uh, international yeah. spot and future considerations, whatever that's going to end up being. Um, and we got a 2019 NWSL college draft uh, first round pick from from the Thorns. Um, it would be exciting, like or I guess not exciting, but like oh that's good. But yeah, I don't know. You, <laughs> last off, I don't know if you could beat how well we did last off season, right? So. Uh, <laughs> Um, good for the spirit, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, good, good is, position to be in, I guess. This is the first time I think they've traded with the Thorns, or the first time in a long time, at least. Um, these two teams don't particularly like to trade to each other, but um, with you know I do leaving 
that freed up another international spot. So uh, they had, I think they had two. So, you know, giving up one wasn't going to kill them. Um, so, yeah, not a big deal. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the future considerations will be. But uh, overall, not a whole lot to this trade right now. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you want to look at it on like, all right, what el- what else can the organization do personnel-wise looking ahead of next season? I don't know. Um, I don't know what the college draft currently looks like on look like looks like on potential players, but um, you know, if the Spirits' season doesn't get any better and the Thorns continue to compete on their level, you know, the Spirit will be looking at having an early and late round pick in the first round um, at at this point. And you know, there's 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 thing there's Ways to use that, but again, I don't. I don't know how much better an off season can be compared to what they did last uh, last off season. So, Brianna Scurry presented with a lifetime achievement award. Yes, that was yeah, pretty cool. That um, is cool. You know, unfortunately, the PA system wasn't working during the game on Saturday. So, um, bless Chris, <laughs> bless Chris Hummer. Um, he was out on the field literally like screaming at the top of his lungs reading the announcement for this thing um but yeah i mean bry's a a great coach um has has been very influential for them so far and you know just an overall wonderful person so uh, great great to see her get this award uh washington spirit launches luxury suite giveaway for the game at audi field I, I only bring that up because if that is something you're interested in, you should absolutely do what you can to enter in this thing. Um, I have been in suites for various uh, sporting events, and it's a cool experience. Yes. Um, and what a better way to see Audi Field for the first time, assuming it would be your first time, uh, than hanging out in a luxury suite. So um, if that's something that interests you, uh, you should definitely take advantage of that cool opportunity. Uh, and for that game, uh, kickoff time has changed, I think, only by, by half an hour, right? Yeah, I think um – most of the games we're probably going to see there, uh, both for the Spirit and United, are going to be probably moved around a bit just because I've heard the shadows for TV are and they're not great. Mm. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's what that has to do with. Interesting. Okay. Well, it was a 7.30 original kickoff. Now it's 8 p.m., um, you know, just in case you're paying attention at home. Is something going on with Benini? Is she hurt? Is she. Wait, I talked to her after the game on Saturday, and she said she had uh, hurt her hamstring. But um, you know, according to her and Jim, it, it shouldn't be an issue. Most likely, see her on Saturday. Yeah. One thing I will say, I am liking how often I'm seeing uh, videos and gifts of Estelle Johnson slide tackling. Yes. I feel like every game there's just a couple. There's a, there's new ones, right? Not even recycling old right. ones. We got new ones coming out. It's awesome. Um, someone uh, someone who they were joke. I, I don't. Their joke. Their sarcasm. There we go. Their sarcasm didn't quite through for some people, but someone sarcastically said, "Hey, you should put that on a t-shirt." <laughs> um, uh, yes. Speaking of t-shirts, Jordan, I know they were they were later than we wanted, but the When I Root shirts are out. Uh, yes. They've been released. They look they've been, great. Yeah, they look good, don't they? Yes, I wore it to the gym yesterday. Oh, good. Trying to, you know, show it off. It looks, I love it. it it's good color. 
Yeah. Um, for anybody who doesn't have one yet, uh, spiritcoverage.com slash merch. There's two versions. There's a classic version, um, which is just the wording and then uh, just some blue, uh, blue and white stripes. Um, that proceeds of that benefit the Spirit Squadron. And there's one uh, with a rainbow on it that benefits uh, playing for pride. Um, and what's cool about that is playing for pride, I know, really makes a lot of their traction in the month of June with a lot of pr- uh, a lot of campaigning and, pr- and um, a lot of pledges. Uh, what'll be nice, Jordan, is uh, we'll be able to uh, contribute to them year round uh, with this shirt. So, yes. um, very cool. Um, and I think, again, I- I'm going to guess um, that she's had at least two per game um in the games that she's played if anybody seriously i need someone to tell me how many slide tackles estelle johnson has had in the month of june so that way i can uh donate my five dollars per uh per slide tackle otherwise i'm just gonna assume, i think two is the right number right two is two is probably Sounds good, good. Yeah. yeah yeah so uh i'll be and how many games did she play probably all four maybe just four three. uh i think it was all four yeah all four all right so um you know we'll uh Playing for pride, we'll get some money based uh, via uh, Estelle Johnson's ability to slide tackle uh, like a mad woman. Uh, all right, this week's game, they're going to Chicago. Um, Chicago results um, have varied: one-one draw at home, uh, then a two-nil loss at home. Now we're going on the road to Chicago. It starts a. Uh, a seven-week road trip that's only disrupted by one game at home against Houston. This game is going to be very different than the last time that these two teams played. I mean, um, some some trades have happened for Chicago, but um, I, I still see a kind of similar result. I'd like to see the team that came out and tied uh, Chicago one to one early in the season, but um, unfortunately, I think we're more towards the team that we've been seeing recently in that two nothing loss. So um, I do think they finally get a goal, but um, with that comes a little leaky back end. So um, I'm gonna go three to one Chicago. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to give it up to our defense and, and Aubrey Bledsoe, who's playing lights out uh, this season. And um, I'm going to – honestly, I, I'm going to say 1-0. I'm actually – I'm going I'm to go with no until until I see the ball hit the back of the net. I think I, get, I don't think on the road I can predict a, a, a spirit goal. Uh, but I, I do think I do think the defense is going to show up. I think Aubrey Bledsoe is going to continue doing her thing, and I think Washington may only win this by one. Nice. Um, so I'm going with that. Uh, I will say though, I, I think. Uh, I mean, let's look. Where is it? Where's the results? Who got the goal? Franny. Franny. With a with and a pew assist. Yes. Uh, man, what a, what we want to give to see those two back on the field together. Huh? Yeah. Um, I'm done. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm the horse is dead, Tim. I know. I know. I know. Um, but. I, this team is a lot of fun to follow, um, hence the name of the, the outlet. I think we're all just waiting, right? We're just waiting for even just one game for this for the potential of this team to truly come through, right? Not in in, in you know the one, one a one one draw a one nil win isn't going to be that. I I want to see 
you know, I want to see a three-game stretch where they score a total of like six or seven goals. Oof. You know what I mean? Like where uh, where the ball's hitting the back of the net, and um, you know the the potential of this team uh, is it really comes through. But who knows? That might be a 2019 thing. So, uh, <laughs> Jordan, any final thoughts? Do we miss anything? No, I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good too. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully the spirit players have listened to this and, uh, are <laughs> took our critiques. <laughs> yeah. Either take our critiques or just so angry at, uh, <laughs> at them that the, the, uh, they show us up and prove us wrong. And they, we talk about a win, uh, next week and Jordan, you and I will be here to discuss it. Yes. Yeah.